versus Cardo. Hello listeners and welcome to episode 32 of the Nigeria Football Weekly Podcast with me, your host, Oloke. And yeah, it's been one hell of an eventful international week for the Super Eagles, as you all know. Initially, we played on Thursday and we lost to Central Africa Republic, who are ranked 124th in the world. It was Nigeria's first loss at home in a World Cup qualifier for over 40 years since we lost Algeria. Um, and then yesterday on Sunday, we got a measure of revenge playing in Yaoundé, Cameroon. Um, because Central Africa Republic didn't have a stadium fit enough by FIFA standards, and we won 2-0. Um, so I'll be reviewing both games um, before touching on our club games involving our Super Eagles players over the weekend. Um, just wanted to quickly shout out all the YouTube viewers. Um, the last episode of the podcast clocked over 1,000 views, which is a milestone for the podcast. So shout out to everyone listening, and thank you very, very much for the support. So yeah. Where do I begin? Uh, during the last episode of the podcast, I was there talking about how if we, we must get six points because that's the least we expected. But the reason why we all love football is because you can never say never until the game is actually played. Nothing is set in stone. And yes, indeed, Nigeria probably put on one of the worst performances I've ever seen uh, by the Super Eagles on Thursday in a 1-0 loss at the Tesla in Balogu Stadium. Courtesy of a 90th minute winner from a player called Namganda. He actually plays in the French fourth division, which just tells you how, how bad the loss was uh, after a defensive mishap from Ekong and Balogu. Um, so for that particular game, who started the game? Um, the starting line was pretty much what I predicted, apart from a goalkeeper where Francis Zoho started the game. Um, apparently, Madika Okoye had to miss his initial flight to the Eagles camp. So he was slightly late, and as a result, Uzoho started the game. Um, but everything else was as expected. Ola Aino started at right back. We played a 4 3 3. I know our right back, Jamilu Collins at left back, Ekong and Balogu in the center of defense, Franco Yeka partner, Jaribo in the middle of the park. Um, Chidari GK started after his excellent display against Cape Verde on the left wing. Moses Simon started. Yanacho played as a secondary striker. And Victor Sima started up top. How did this particular game go? To be honest, um, the first half was pretty much uneventful. It was one of the worst first half displays I've ever seen from the national team in a long time. I don't even think we had a single shot, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it was just a, 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 a mixture of just long balls being kicked straight to Simet's try and do whatever he could do with the balls. But there was not really a system in place so a structural style of play to note of during that first half. So it was really, really bad. Kelechian Acho got injured um, shortly before halftime in that first game. So Taiwa Wani came on for him um, in the second half of the game. Um, for the first, what, 20 minutes of the second half or 30 minutes, we pretty much just toiled without any real efforts on goal, to be fair. Like, it was really, really bad, guys. Like... If you didn't watch the game, like you didn't miss much because it, it would have made you so angry. I remember thinking to myself, man, are we actually about to draw against Central Africa Republic? 
little did I know what was about to come. In the 74th minute, we had a free kick, which was just poorly taken by Samuel Kalu. Um, after he came on to replace, I think it was Moses Simon. Um, in the 78th minute, we then had Ahmed Musa come on to replace Jaribo. It wasn't Jaribo's best game for Nigeria, but to be fair, he kind of had to do it all in the middle of the park with Oyeka. Um, this match showed how big of a miss um, Iwobi was as a creative outlet for the Super Eagles. Honestly, like his miss was so glaring. It was so bad. And obviously, Ndidi is injured, so that was a big, big miss for the team. Um, in the 84th minute, Victor Sime tried to do, well, just get shots off any way he could. So he had an effort which went wide of the post with his left foot um, after they threw the ball into the into K, um, Central Africa Republic's um, penalty box. Um, and he swiveled and just hit that with his left foot, but no avail. In the 88th minute, Osima also had a shot which kind, which hit the post. And then Samuel Kalu squared, squared Awoni, who hit the ball, and um, it deflected off a Central Africa Republic defender. But to be honest, he should have scored. That was the one moment where I'll say, okay, we should have really won the score to go and do the game. Central Africa Republic did not really offer anything going forward, to be fair, up until the 90th minute where they had a long ball hoofed towards our defense. Balogu and Ekong both went for the same ball, which is very, very uncharacteristic. And Balogu tried to head the ball out towards the um, throw-in for a throw-in, but he inadvertently headed it towards, um, what's his name, Namganda's leg. And it bounced off Namganda's leg. And next thing you know, he was one-on-one with Francis Zoho. Um, and he slotted in coolly, to be fair, to the bottom left of the post to steal the three points for Central Africa Republic. So to say it was a shock would be would be even being nice. Like there was there was no human who conceived that Central Africa Republic could win this match. And you have to say Nigeria pretty much shot themselves in the foot with this loss. Um, but like I said, it showed how much we missed uh, Iwobi and Ndidi. Um, but in terms of style of play, we didn't create anything clear-cut to really say we deserved to win this match. Impressive performances, I'll say the only people who came out of that game with any pat on the back were probably Victor Sime. He just told all game. He had to keep dropping back to get the ball just to try and create any chance. Um, but it wasn't really happening for him. I thought Oyeka was decent as well. He, he pretty much had to control the midfield on his own because it wasn't Aribo, it wasn't Aribo's best game, as I already mentioned. Um, in addition to Aribo, Ekong and Balogu had one of their not so good performances for the national team, considering how long they've played as a pair in, in the team. I think they've been playing for Nigeria for almost seven years now as the starting centre-back pairing. So it was a very, very uncharacteristic error. Ola Aino didn't have a great game, and to be fair, he was subsequently dropped for the return leg. Um, they kept delaying their crosses. Like, when you know a team is going to just sit back and defend, you need to literally hit early crosses into the box. And I thought Aino's delivery was really, really poor during this game. Moses Simon was not able to um, bring his league on form into the game either. He was really, really poor. Uh, I thought Jamilu Collins honestly had a shocker. Like, he struggled badly. Uh, he just error strewn throughout the game. And, of course, Jairiba, as you've mentioned. Um, but the good thing about the international break is this game was on Thursday and the return leg was on a Sunday. So we didn't have too long to stew over the annoyance of the loss because we knew look, we're going to play these guys on Sunday in Yaoundé in Cameroon. And to be fair to the Super Eagles, yesterday they delivered. We beat Cape Verde 2-0. Um, Leon Balogu actually put in one of his better performances for Nigeria. And he also scored his first goal for the national team. So talk about redemption there. 
And then Victor Zimes scored his second goal of World Cup qualifiers um, with a very, very well-taken goal. In terms of the lineup, Grenoro switched to a back three. Um, so Chinozi Awaziam came into the team to play alongside um, Ekong and Balogu. And then we kind of had wing-backs with Jamil Collins playing as a left wing-back and Moses Simon kind of playing as a right wing-back in this game. Oyeka and Aribo continued to start in the middle of the park. And then Amin Musa came in for Chidari Juke, um, while Ayana Chano Sime um, retained their places in the starting lineup. Musa kind of had a free role in this game. Um, I'm not sure it necessarily suited him, but um, I'll let you guys be the judge of that. Um, Innocent Bonke, Chidari Juke, and Omeru all came on as subs in this game. Uh, it was a shame that um, Calvin Bassi was not able to make his debut in either of those games. Um, in terms of the performance, to be fair, the first half was still a struggle for us in terms of creating clear-cut chances right up until Leon Balogu scored his goal in the 29th minute. Um, so it was after a free kick, they cleared the ball, and then I can't remember who played the ball into the box, but Osime and Balogu were able to beat the offside trap, and Balogu took a one-time volley, um, struck it quite nicely um, past the goalkeeper. Um, and it was just amazing to see. Like That's why we love football. Like Leo Balogu was getting slaughtered on Thursday. And on Sunday, he turned into a hero. So shout out to him. And in the 45th minute, just before halftime, Shustekong found himself in the box. And he, he laid off a very, very nice low cross into the danger zone of the six. And Osime made no mistake uh, to score his eighth goal for the Super Eagles in only what was his 16th cap for the national team. Uh, second half, we kind of toiled, but we had chances to score more goals, to be fair. In the fifth, seventh minute, Victor Simek could have doubled his tally. He rounded the keeper um, and tried to slot in the ball with his left foot, um, but a Central African Republic defender made a goal line clearance. In the 70th minute, Franco Yeka and Osime exchanged a very nice one-two. And Oyeka probably had an opportunity to shoot at goal, but he tried to square it back to Osime and a Central African Republic defender cleared the ball. There was another similar situation during the game with Ahmed Musa, who was thrown on goal, and he also tried to play Osime. I think they just wanted Osime to get as many goals as he could. Um, but all in all, good performance. Central Africa Republic did not really threaten us at all. Marika Okoye also came into the team, and he had very, very little to do, to be honest. Um, congratulations to Ahmed Musa, Super Eagles captain, for finally reaching 100 caps for the national team too. And it was a good response following the shock loss in Lagos. Standout performers, apart from Osime and Balogu, Jaribo had an excellent game. Like this, this 3-5-2 formation allowed Aribo to really show his qualities. Like his close control was amazing. Like Central Africa Republic just couldn't get the ball off him. I thought Oyeka was also very, very good in his box-to-box -box role. Uh, he was everywhere on the pitch. Uh, he did get a yellow card, but um, the referee was kind of handing out cards like he put a bet on or something. Um, Chidara Juke came on for um, Ame Musa. And he played 20 minutes. And honestly, the boy was incredible. Like, Chidara Juke has to start every game for Nigeria going forward. I'm sorry. That left-wing position, just give it to him. Like, he is just... He, he he just has this exciting factor in his gameplay. Like, it was just lightning. The way he was just gliding past defenders throughout. Like, honestly, it was a joy to see. And he also went close with an effort just before the end of the game. Um, you could say he could work on his final ball here and there. But that will come with time. We can't forget that this was only his fourth cap for the Super Eagles, I believe. Um, but honestly, Chidaraji came, man. His, his, the future is very, very bright for that player, man. He is good. He needs to get himself out of Russia to one of the top five leagues where we can watch him 
properly going forward. Um, poor performances. I'll say the only person who really struggled again was probably Moses Simon. Some people might say he was good, but to be fair, I was playing right wing back. Um, but I thought uh, when you consider the fact he's been the best creator in league uh, this season, we didn't really see any of that creation or creativity for the Super Eagles in both games he played. Um, but all in all, um, slightly disappointing international break as we expected to come out with six points. And that would have put us firmly in pole to make sure we topped the group because we would have only needed one point um, from our remaining two games. Um, but as a result of just getting three points instead of six, Cape Verde managed to win both of their games against Liberia, scoring last-minute winners in both matches. So Cape Verde have seven points and we have nine. So we're only two points ahead of them. Um, to be fair, if we win our fifth game against Liberia in November and Cape Verde struggle or don't win their game against Central Africa Republic at home, then we will top the group before the final game. Um, but if both of us win, then our final game will be at home against Cape Verde, and that will be a game that we can either draw or win. Um, but the good thing about losing Central Africa Republic is Nigeria will not take anybody for granted going forward anymore. Um, one of the biggest connotations from the defeat actually could be our world ranking. So the 10 group winners from all the 10 qualifying groups will then be put into a playoff series where the top five teams will be seeded based on their world rankings and the bottom five will be unseeded. And you can only play a team from your pot. So at the moment, Nigeria, we're ranked fifth in Africa. I know it's a shame, like considering this time last year, we were ranked third. Um, but to be fair, we're not that far off third and fourth. But if we slip up, we could drop to sixth and Egypt could overtake us. Um, so one of the things I noticed is at the moment, we have a 58-point lead over Egypt in terms of our FIFA ranking points. So it's pretty close, but I'm hoping that the fact that we were able to beat Central Africa Republic means no matter what, Egypt haven't done enough to go above us. Um, although Egypt did win both of their qualification games this week, they beat Libya home and away, 1-0 at home and 3-0 away. So let's see what happens there. And then the teams above us, Senegal, Tunisia, Algeria, and Morocco, they all had pretty good international windows. Although Tunisia did draw away to Mauritania, which could affect them. And Morocco, who are only one point ahead of us, literally one point. We're 34th in the world and Morocco are 33rd. Um, and they've got 1,493 points. We've got 1,492 points. So they play Guinea away tomorrow um, in a rescheduled game um, that they should have played earlier when there was a coup in Guinea. Um, but if Guinea could do us a favor and either beat them or get a draw, then we should be fine in theory. We should remain in the top five. But it's one thing to watch out for, guys, because if we end up dropping to six, that means we're either going to play Senegal, Tunisia, Algeria, Morocco, or Egypt for a place in the World Cup. And while I don't think any of these teams want to play Nigeria, it, we would much prefer to be one of the seeded teams and have to worry about playing one of the unseeded teams, which will likely be either a Ghana or a South Africa on Ivory Coast, or even a Tanzania, for example, who are doing well in their qualification group, or a Mali, for example. So you'd rather have it that way by any way, any logic you look at it. So anyway, that's it in terms of the Super Eagles, you know. Hopefully, we we know we go again in November, so hopefully we could take six points from our two games and build on good performance in the second game against Central Africa Republic. So with club football returning this weekend, 
Uh, I just want to give a preview of who our Super Eagles players will be playing in their various leagues. Um, there's still a few World Cup qualifiers to go between other countries, but Nigeria, all our players are back in their clubs and preparing for the weekend games. Um, Alex Wobi has been in training in Everton. I don't think his injury was that massive. So let's see if he plays this weekend. Everton play West Ham United at home on Sunday at 2 p.m. Franco Yekas, Brentford actually take on Chelsea. One, another one of the big boys. We know they beat Arsenal and then they drew against Liverpool at home. So safe to say that they will still fancy their chances against Chelsea. Um, and that is a 5.30 p.m. kickoff on Sunday. No, on Saturday, sorry. I mean, Frank has been starts for them anyway, so I'm sure he'll slot back in into the midfield, especially after his impressive performances for the national team. Our Leicester boys, indeed, he's still injured, but we'll see whether Kelechi and Acho continues to start after starting their last game before the international break against Crystal Palace. They actually play Manchester United on Saturday at 3 p.m., um, so that's one hell of a tasty tie to look out for. And then our Watford boys, Emmanuel Dennis and Ekong. Etebo is out for the long term. Um, it's the start of Claudio Ranieri's reign as Watford head coach. Um, they play Liverpool in the 12.30 p.m. early noon kickoff. Um, so talk about baptism of fire for Ranieri and Watford. So let's see if there's any improvement in how they perform um, in that game. In the championship, Semia Jai's West Brom play Birmingham at home on Friday at 8 p.m. They're currently second, so they'll be looking to consolidate their spot in the top of the championship. Tom Delebashu and Ovia Jaria are reading. They play Barnsley at home at 3 p.m. on Saturday. In Syria, we've got a clash between Victor Sima and Ola Aino. Napoli take on Torino on Sunday at 5 p.m. Um, Napoli are the home team, so they'll be looking to make it eight wins from eight in Syria so far. They're looking really, really good. Victor Sima was also named as the Syria player of the month, um, so congratulations to him. I mean, he's just our star boy, man. We just want him to keep doing well, man. He just makes me so happy. And he brings that pride in the national team that you want to see. Kingsley Michaels, Bologna, are also playing, are playing Udinese away on Sunday. So let's see if he's back fit because he's been injured for since the last international break. Isaac's success at Udinese, he's also been injured and yet to make his debut for Udinese. So let's see if he's back fit for that game against Bologna away. David Okereke and Tarnibuehi's Venezia play Fiorentina away on Monday night. Um, so that'll be another tough game for them. Um, but they've been looking slightly better compared to how they've looked during their first few games of the season. And then Simino Anko and Joel Obisalenitana are away to Spezia on Saturday at 2 p.m. In the Bundesliga, we're hoping Tawa Wani continues great form to the season. Um, Union Berlin hosts Wolfsburg at home on Saturday and 2.30 p.m. kickoff. So let's see if he can kick on with his goal scoring. Um, as I mentioned previously, he's only behind Erling Haaland and Lewandowski. So he's in great company there. And he's also just made his international debut for Nigeria. So he must be feeling confident and just thinking, look, I need to consolidate my place. Maybe I could even break into the AFCON squad for January. Kevin Akboguma did not play for Nigeria in any of our two games. But his Hoffenheim team, they, they don't have it easy at all. They play Bayern Munich away on Saturday at 2.30 p.m. Um, and then Dixon Abiyama at Greta Furt. Um, his team play fellow newly promoted Bochum at home on Saturday. So hopefully he can finally get his first Bundesliga goal of the season. In Ligue 1, Teramofi's Lorient are away to Marseille in one of the big games of the weekend calendar in France. Um, it's 7.45 p.m. kickoff on Sunday. And then we've also got fellow Nigerians facing off against each other with Samuel Kalu's Bordeaux hosting Moses Simon's Nantes on Sunday at 2 p.m. So hopefully we can see Moses Simon continue his excellent form for his club.
Uh, Samokalu's been on the bench recently, but let's see if he can start for his club. To be honest with you, Samokalu, his his performance in the first game we lost to Central African Republic was only what was is what I could describe as a shambles. To be honest, he should not be in the Nigerian national team right now. With all due respect, like I mean no harm. When you have people like Osai Samo, and you expect Chukwueze to come back from his injury, so I think Samokalu's days in the national team are numbered. To be honest with you. But let's hope he could still play well for his club side. We'll be watching Samuel Chukweze for Villarreal. Let's see if he's back fit. Villarreal play Osasuna at home on Sunday. He's yet to play a game this season for them at all. Um, but we need him back, especially with AFCON on the horizon. Um, Chukweze will start in the right wing, no doubt. If we, can, we just need to play Educate, Chukweze, Osime. And it will be. Anacho could come off from the bench. Or you either play Anacho or it will be depending on the match. As that Oshualas Barcelona, they battered Arsenal 4-1 in the Champions League with Oshualas scoring their third goal. And then they also beat Atletico Madrid 3-0 away on Saturday. Their next game is a Champions League game on Thursday away to HB Cog. And then they play Sporting Huelva away on Sunday. And then in the Spanish Segunda, Omar Sadiq's Almeria play Ibar away on Friday. He's currently the top goal scorer of the division. So let's see if he can kick on with his excellent form to the season so far. In the Portuguese league, Zedu Sanusi's team, Porto, play a Portuguese cup on Friday away to Sintrense. They're probably a second division or third division team in Portugal. So hopefully, um, Conceição has some mercy on him and gives him some game time because Lord knows he needs it. Like, he's lost his place in the Super Eagles team as well. In the Dutch Redivisie, Marca, Kues, Pato, Rotterdam play Groningen at home on Sunday in the 1.30 p.m. kickoff. So hopefully he could kick off. He could continue his great form. He's kept the cliche with Nigeria. And in their last game before the international break, he made nine saves against PSV Eindhoven. Cyril Dezers at Feyenoord, they play RKC Wildwick at home on Saturday. So let's see if he can finally get a start or come off from the bench and score yet again. In the Belgian Jupiter League, Paulo Noachu and Ike Ugo, their gank side are away to Charleroi on Sunday at 5.30pm. Nigerians, we know Charleroi because that's one of the teams that Osime played for, and that's where he pretty much kick-started his career in Europe after his failed spell at Wolfsburg. And then Alassane Yusuf at Royal Antwerp, they're away to Zolta Waregem. He was injured before the international break, so let's see if he could get back to full fitness. And I hope Genoro is keeping him on his radar because you could make a case that Alassane Yusuf could easily make the national team if Innocent Bonke or Kingsley Michael have made recent squads, to be honest. So watch out for Alassane Yusuf. Very, very good player. In the Scotch Premiership, our contingent of Leon Balogu, Jaribo, and Calvin Bassi are at home against Hearts for Rangers on Saturday at 3 p.m. And then in the Turkish League, Bratosai Samos Fenerbahce played Tony Nwake and Miss Trabzon Sport in a top-of-the-table clash. Uh, Fenerbahce are the home team. Tra I mean, um, Trabzon Sport are the home team. Uh, Fenerbahce are the away side. At the moment, Fenerbahce are first and Trabzon Sport are second. So that's going to be a very, very tasty affair on Sunday at 5 p.m. Ahmed Musa's Fatih Karagumruk, they're uh, away to a team called Alte on Sunday at 2 p.m. And Chidoze Awaziem's Alanya Spur are at home against Kasseri Sport on Monday at 6 p.m. Chida Ajike's CSK Moscow are away to a team called Ural on Sunday. And we're hoping for yet another good educate performance. And then in the Greek League, Henrya Cruz Olympiakos are playing Giannina away on Sunday. So, yeah, someone like Oyekuru, for example, he could feel very hard done by by seeing Samuel Kalu in the national team in his own place. 
in my opinion, there's nothing Samuel Kalu offers that Oyekuru could not offer. Um, and that's me just trying to be respe respectful here. In the Swedish league, in Bonke's Marmo, they play a Swedish Cup game on Wednesday against Unsala. Um, I'm sure they don't have that many internationals, so that's why they're playing. Um, but Bonke will probably not play that game considering he's been away on international duty. And then they play Ostersunds away on Saturday. Ostersunds are famous because that's where Graham Potter um, rose to notoriety in terms of his rep as a manager. They played Arsenal in the Europa League a few years ago. And look at Graham Potter now, so watch out for them. And then Amu at Hamabi, um, they play at home to AIK. Um, he started the season very, very well in the Swedish league. Um, so long may that continue for him. And then finally, in the Cypriot League, Adulaisheu, Iaia, Tiemwen, and Francis Zoros, Omonia play Apollon at home on Sunday. We know Ozoros yet to make his debut for the team because he's pretty much their backup goalkeeper. So his match against Central Africa Republic was actually his first game of the season um, for club or country. Um, and that's it in terms of the roundup for who our players will be facing um, over the weekend. In terms of standout games to watch out for and our players to watch out for, Franco Iacas, Brentford face Chelsea. That should be a very, very tasty game. I've got Ivan Tony in my fancy team as well, so I'm hoping for some damage from him in that one. Leicester City versus Man United. That's a big, big game. It's a shame that that is on on Saturday at 3 p.m. You expect that kind of game to be televised, but that's a story for the Premier League. Um, Chust Ekong and Emmanuel Dennis, they will be facing, they will be playing their first game for their new manager. You could even argue someone like Emmanuel Dennis feel hard done by by Samuel Kalu playing for the national team because he plays on the right wing for um, Watford in some games. And then in some games, he also plays as the number nine. And then Victor Osime versus Ola Aino, that should be a very interesting game um, as Osime will look to continue his great goal-scoring form um, this weekend. Tawa Awoni at home to Wolfsburg, he'll be hoping to score in that one as well. Mofi going away to Marseille, so he'll be hoping to score, especially because he had to pull out of the Nigeria squad due to injury. Bordeaux versus Nantes, Samuel Kalu versus Moses Simon, that should be another tasty tie involving Nigerians. I also mentioned Barrio Saisamo versus Tony Nwakeme, Trabzon Sport versus Fenerbahce, second versus first. And then also Chiro Educate. I mean, after his dazzling form, we just want to keep an eye out on how he's performing for his club away against Ural. So that's it for this episode of the podcast. Thanks again for listening. I appreciate every single listener. Please remember to spread the word and follow us on our social media channels on Twitter at NFWPOD, on Instagram at Nigeria Football Weekly, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Nigeria Football Weekly. You can also watch us on YouTube, subscribe to our channel. It's called the Nigeria Football Weekly. And once again, thanks to every single listener who's been viewing us on that platform, considering we hit a thousand viewers last week. Long may that continue. And I'm always here for any feedback or advice. You can also email us. Um, our email is nigeriafootballweekly at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. And we'll be reviewing how our players go in their games this weekend next week. Peace out.